Join us as we dive into the wild world of government auctions and take you behind the scenes to uncover the cool and unique ways bidders from across America are utilizing the items they've won on Municipid. Like an ambulance repurposed into a work truck, to a city bus converted into an RV, and so much more. Welcome to the Municipid Podcast. Eric, excited to have you on to talk about the ultimate tailgate vehicle that you made. Can you start us off by introducing yourself? My name's Eric Lottie, and I am a owner of a mid-sized construction company. We build pharmaceutical plants for the big pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer, Takeda, that kind of stuff. Very cool. Can you tell me about your favorite government auction that you won? So I won the ambulance from a local town in Massachusetts, way out west in Massachusetts. It was an ambulance. It, it fit the perfect what we were looking to do. And that's so we bought it and very happy with it. Was it the first time that you'd bought and driven an ambulance? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I had never bought an ambulance before. I've ridden in them a couple of times, but never bought one. <laughs> what made you decide to look for and purchase an ambulance i'm a big patriots fan boohoo everybody says but whatever i've been a season ticket for holder for 39 years and i was looking for a bus originally and my wife told me absolutely not we're not putting a bus in our driveway but she saw an ambulance on some tailgating show or football game she goes oh we can do that so that gave me the okay to go buy an ambulance <laughs> so that's how i got to that and then you know, there's not a lot of information out there on how to make a tailgate vehicle out of an ambulance. So I kind of just winged it. <laughs> They're funny. <laughs> Can you tell me about your process of some of the things that were involved for you to make your ambulance into a tailgate vehicle? Yeah, so what I did is I, like I said, I did some research. I knew what I wanted to put in it, kind of. The best thing about this ambulance, it came with a stretcher, which... 90% of them don't. And I had this crazy idea that I was going to mount the grills to the stretcher. So everybody thought I was nuts. But right now it's the, it's like the, sh the, the showpiece of the whole parking lot that we park in. Just like, just pull up, you know, unhook the, the stretcher like you would if there was a body in it or a person in it. You wheel it out, the wheels fall down and you're ready to grill. When you're done at the end of the day, you push it in and it locks into place and it doesn't roll around. You're not picking up grills. It's, it was actually an amazing idea that it was just kind of by luck. So that was the first thing I designed that actually has a flat top to cook with a barbecue grill and a pizza oven. So we cook pizzas at the end of every game now. That's a new thing for us. And then on the inside, I, I wanted to get all the lights to work. Cause when you buy these things, they're half torn apart. So I. I figured out how to fix all the lights, all the lighting works now, even though I got the sirens and the outside lights to work, but you can't use those on the street, just in the back of the lot. And then we wanted to put a, a refrigerator in there and a microwave, and we made some of the compartments for like clothes. We put like little smaller compartments in to put clothes in because it gets cold during some of the games. So there's like lots of storage. We put a microwave in there to, to preheat stuff like when you come back from a game and you want to cook something, you can reheat some of the stuff you previously cooked. Then we put a beer tap in it, put a keg 
and we made a we made our own like cake cooler because we couldn't find anything that would fit. So we bought all the pieces and put it together, and we ran it tap out for a keg. And then I also did one for mixed drinks. We bought a container, and we put that that so we had mixed mixed drinks on tap and also beer on tap inside. So that's we so cool. All, yeah. And then we had, I sat with a designer that did the outside wrap and then they did some inside wrap stuff and we were going to put the AstroTurf on the floor, but the floor was green in there anyway. So we just kind of left that alone because AstroTurf, it would be hard to keep it clean after we had tried a piece in there and it's like, yeah, this isn't really working. So trial and error. How was it working with the electrical that was already in the ambulance. And did you have prior experience working with electrical things? No, electricity scares the heck out of me. Not good with electrical, but I was able to find a, a, a wiring diagram. So I'm a construction guy. I can read prints. So followed out the circuitry. Come to find out how they disconnected most of the stuff is they just take the ground wires off of everything. And then with electricity, you have to complete a circuit, right? positive and negative and they got to touch somehow through some sort of connection. So I found all the loose wires and the ones that they disconnected, I reconnected it. Then just slowly here, there was a few fuses out and other things. And that's how we ended up putting it back together. You bought this ambulance looking specifically for a tailgate vehicle. Do you use it for anything else around town or? So I do drive it around town, but we don't really use it for much. I mean, we go to parties with it. We'll take it to a party. You know, like if we're not going to a game, I have, we have a whole bunch of friends. We have a whole bunch of friends that will go to their houses and we'll take the ambulance with us. And we'll, you know, do the tailgate in their driveway or like Christmas time and on, on Saturday or no Sunday, right? No, Saturday is Christmas Eve. All my grandkids are going to be up here and my brother and his kids, and we're bringing the ambulance to his house and we're going to cook out of it for Christmas Eve. And then, you know, Santa will come in for the little kids and stuff. So, and we're thinking of driving Santa into the, in the ambulance to their house. So that's, could be something special. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's really sweet. What advice would you give to someone who is looking to buy an ambulance who hasn't bought an ambulance before so you just you really should go look at it before you buy it and i did that i'm not you know these things they're old number one this one was 20 years old and you want to make sure it's in pretty decent shape unless you're a handy guy i'm not a bodywork guy so i was looking for pretty much a rust-free vehicle because i really don't want to start ripping off pieces and parts of it mechanically i can fix just about anything i'll figure it out i'm a car guy grew up doing cars. So that's, I had that advantage, but I would definitely look at it and kind of play them together. Cause they're all different. They're, you know, there are different seating arrangements. So, you know, nine seats, eight people, two in the front and six in the back, you know, and that's, that was important to us. Cause we take six people with us all the time, sometimes eight. So, and it has seat belts for eight people in it. So you got to really look and inspect that part of it. And just make sure it's, you know, what you're good at, you can fix and that wouldn't matter to you. If it's, you're not good at something, it's going to cost you to have somebody look at it and fix it. 
you know, and like I said, most of this stuff is pretty old with a high mileage, but you know, a hundred thousand miles on an ambulance is really not a lot on a diesel motor. Those things are good for two, 250,000 miles. So I'll, it, this thing's going to outlast me for sure. Speaking of doing work on it and stuff, was there any engine or other type of like vehicle operation work that you needed to do with your ambulance? And were you able to do it yourself or did you need to find someone who like worked on ambulances before? Yeah, no, there was nothing that was, well, so there was, we didn't know there was something wrong. I trailered it from the place we bought it to my house. And then I drove it down to get the wheels or the wrap put on it after we had it designed. And then I brought it back. And then the first game we went to go to with it, the brakes, rear brakes were stuck. So we had to turn around and go back because we didn't want the thing to burn up because it was pretty hot. So I ended up taking it apart and it was just, you know, from sitting from, I don't know how long it sat from the place I bought it from the town, probably six months or a year, I would imagine, because that's what most of them seem to be taken out of service for about six months to a year before they go on production. And then it sat in my yard for four or five months. So everything was stuck. And no, I didn't have to bring it anywhere. I just took it apart. You know, I have a, my own shop, so I just took it apart and just replaced the brakes and everything. So it works beautifully now. No issues at all. It goes down the road very good, nice and straight. Beautiful. It's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that everything's running great on it. Thinking of parts, sounds like maybe you haven't like needed to replace them much with your ambulance, but as far as parts or getting things that would like fit either on or inside your ambulance. Did you find that pretty easy to do? Yeah, I did. So, so it's, it's a Ford. So the Ford Econoline, the truck itself is a Ford truck, right? And then the box is a Horton, which is a big manufacturer of ambulances, but the ambulance itself is made with like a lot of house, like the plugs and stuff. It's just regular household plugs. The wiring is nothing special. It's just like extension cord material. It's called SO cord, but so they run SO cord through the, between the plates of the box and anything I've needed, I've, you know, anything like I modified, we put a TV in it and, you know, to blank out a, a compartment, I, I used a piece of plastic and the plywood and we built it out a little bit. So it, it rotates into place. So. You know, it just takes a little time to think about what you're doing and you can buy most anything for it. You know, like the truck, you know, I wanted to put chrome wheels on it. We put those on, but that's, there was no problem at all getting parts for it. That's really good. Your wife had, had seen like ambulances, tailgate vehicles on TV. Had you seen ambulances? person like prior to getting your own ambulance so i had seen them but i'd never been anywhere near close to one you know like there were in other parking lots the parking lot i was in never had an ambulance it was always big buses and stuff like that mostly cars and trucks but there was never an ambulance it was you know like panel vans and stuff like that that people had converted but nothing like an ambulance in my parking lot so i didn't there was no way to get ideas except for all the searches I did on online looking for it and 
then I just put my own thoughts into how I wanted to do it. I made a whole big list of things that we were going to do. And that's what we did. When, so, you know, awesome. like, like, three weeks to put it together. So. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, once you figure out what you're going to do and you just, as long as you have everything, you can build it. So me and my brother, my brother helped me put it together and we, we knocked it out in three, three weeks. We we're under that's, pressure because the games were starting. Oh, that's fantastic. Before we jump back in, I wanted to let you know you can find all sorts of items over at municipid.com. From ambulances like Eric has been talking about to heavy equipment, boats to school buses, bidding is open to the public. You'd mentioned like originally you were looking for a bus. You'd seen buses before at the tailgate parties. What would you say were like some of the advantages or why you're happy you went with an ambulance opposed to a bus for a tailgate vehicle? Well, number one is a tail ambulance is one car space, right? So you pay for the one car space. So it's only the 50 bucks. You bring a bus, it's $150 to park. That I never really thought about that. And to, to do the work on the ambulance was fairly simple. We did it in three weeks. I think if I did a bus, I'd probably still be working on it. You know, there was a lot of, I, I had a lot of ideas for it. Still have a lot of ideas for a tailgate bus, but it, those conversions aren't as simple as a, an ambulance. An ambulance is done. It's insulated, you know, just a little bit of work to get lights going and make some tables and do the, the grill thing. It was fairly easy to do. What's been your favorite game that you've taken it to? It was the first game that it went, that we actually, not the first time I tried to go to a game, but the first game that we went to, we pulled in the parking lot and there was actually another ambulance in the parking lot at the time. We pulled in, we parked, and I bet there was 200 people waiting in line to see this thing, to see my ambulance. It was the funniest thing ever. I've never had that many people at my tailgate. You know, I go with 20 people to every tailgate. Like I take eight, friends of mine take six, and there's like five, five cars that come. So we all kind of congregate together, but there was a line waiting to walk through the ambulance. It was the funniest thing. And the, the guy that owned the ambulance that I passed on the way in, he goes, I saw you pull in. I wanted to check it out. He goes, I got the best ambulance in this place. And I said, oh, cool. You know, really neat. That, that's a good thing. And I said, mine's pretty good, but you know, yours might be better. He comes out and he goes, no, nope, I got to give up the number one spot. You have the best one here. <laughs> so that was funny. That was the most, that was the coolest thing because I didn't build it for anybody but myself. No, I wanted an ambulance while my wife did because she wants to stay warm because all the heat and the AC work so she can go sit inside. You know, I designed tables to fit in there. Like you pull out the, the stretcher with the grills on it and then I have a table that locks right into place where the stretcher was so that you can sit inside and eat and stay warm and, you know, have a few drinks or whatever you want to do and not be out with cold elements. Wonderful. So switching gears a little to like government auctions more generally, this ambulance that you won, was it the first government auction that you'd won or had you participated in government auctions before? No, I bought a, probably two or three things from them, small things, you know, I bid on a whole bunch of stuff, but you know, 
it gets to a point where it doesn't make any sense to me to buy it at that right at that price. So it's, I figure out what I can pay for it or what it's worth to me is probably the best way to put it. I set my value and then that, then I stop. So, you know, there's, I tried to buy a couple of backhoes and stuff through it. I do buy other things. I bought some small machinery and stuff like that. What advice would you give to someone who was brand new to government auctions and hadn't participated in any before? So I would say that you know the value of what you're looking for. Realize that this is used equipment. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all used pretty much. Not everything, but 90% of it. And then set a value to what, you know, say you can pay X, say it's a thousand dollars for it new. What is it worth to you used? You know, is it $500? Is it $750? You just need to have that plan before you get carried away as a, on an auction. Cause that's the biggest problem with some people. They get carried away and I was at fault of doing that. I, I love auctions. That's my thing, but it's my like hobby. I guess you'd say my wife hates it, but whatever. They come home with a lot of crazy stuff. What's the most unique or strangest government auction item that you've won? Let's see. It was. Hmm. Oh, it was a field, like a hand field mower, you know, like a lot one that attaches to a tractor. It was this like big wheel, high, high field mower. And when I got it, it needed a lot more work than I thought, but that's, that's fine. I still use it. So that was kind of the weirdest thing I bought. I really didn't need it, but it was one of those things that I could use it. You know, we have a small little Christmas tree farm and we use it around that. So what do you like the most about government auctions? You can get stuff on here. That's just not ordinary, you know, like an ambulance. You're not going to buy that anywhere else except for a government auction, a fire truck, you know, they, people are really into converting the, this kind of equipment now and it's I myself think it's a great idea just because it's, it's cheaper for somebody to do it. Right. Number one, they can buy it. Like I say, an old ambulance, you can make a camper out of them. I've seen a few that people made campers out of them. That's pretty cool campus. And for, if you're handy enough and you can do the work, it's well worth it. You'll save yourself, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. If you're not so handy, you're not going to save me money. You, you have to be. You have to have a handy bone in your body. You know, you have to be able to do one thing or another. You just can't pay for everything because you'll, it's not going to be worth it at that point. Careful. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about your ambulance or government auctions in general? No, I just, like I said, I think it's a great thing. It's a great tool. I don't think there's enough people that know about it. And I don't know how, you know, I try to spread the word as much as I can. Not too much because I still want to get some good deals, but, but yeah, I think it's a good thing. You can buy some pretty cool stuff on there and for a pretty good price, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today, Eric. I really appreciate it and fantastic stories about you. It's really cool to hear. It was me. So. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. Thanks. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the Municipid Podcast. 
If you'd like to learn more about the world of government surplus, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts.